This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch... Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63, or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners. devil are we all ah, it's friday night and i know you're used to us doing the preview show on uh, tonight that's coming tomorrow because i've got a very special guest this evening this is lester till i die tv catch us facebook twitter on youtube at lester to uh, lester 
Let me teeth in Leicester till I die TV. I should know this by now, shouldn't I? <laughs> Please give us a subscribe, a like, and share the video if you can. And if you are listening to this in the podcast form, and we are on all the major podcast platforms, thank you very much. It is an In Conversation With, and tonight it's Jonathan Morgan. On YouTube and your favourite podcast platform, this is Leicester till I die TV. In Conversation With... Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Leicester Royalty. Good evening, Jonathan. How are you doing? I am really good, thanks. And how are yourself? Yeah, yeah, not so bad, not so bad. Um, still trying to uh, cling, a hot, cling on to the dreams that we could win a European trophy, but uh, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's it's by the fingertips at the moment after last night. But, um, yeah, it's, but it's uh, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I always get nervous before I'm, I do these, but I'm, I'm more nervous tonight because of say of of who you are and what you've done, sort of thing. It's, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I'm no. sat on a commode here. If uh, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if we panned out. Um, but um, let's just talk about yourself because you, what you were sort of, as we say, the, the manager at uh, Leicester City Women throughout a big change uh, in that. But starting out, what got you into football? Oh, we've lost your sound. Uh, oh, you're muted. Let me. Uh... Can you hear me? No, we we can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me? Ah, we've got you now. Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. I can't. I can't hear you at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this is this is going well. Um, <laughs> no, is that is that any better at all? Shall I leave and come back in? Yeah, yeah, leave and come back in. That that usually works, guys. It's the turn it off and turn it on again. It's a good start. <laughs> it's always. Going to happen. I'll tell you what, modern technology, I'm glad I'm coming at the end of it because I'll tell you what, put me in charge of a driverless car and I'll uh, it'll end up in a wall somewhere. Oh dear, it's one of those nights. How are we feeling? Oh, let's see if we can get him back again. Hello, how are we? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't have him there. Literally, just as you introduced me, just cut off. Gremlins, I tell you, this is <laughs> this is why we have just then. This is why we have kids because certainly when you get to my <laughs> age, it's can't get this to work. Oh, dad, have you read the instructions? You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it can only, things can only get better, as they say. <laughs> but uh, no, tell us how you how did you get into football itself? Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, like every young lad, played football as a kid. Um, yeah. Went through the leagues at um, in the Leicestershire County leagues, and I think my pinnacle of football was when I got to Hinkley United, um, okay. sort of um, semi-pro uh, in the well back then it was the it was the National League North. Um, now I think it's the Vanarama North, but but yeah, so I think that was sort of always my platform in football, and it was 
something I enjoyed, played played until I was about 25, 26, 27, probably latest, but yeah. had to give it up due to the, the management commitments of when I took over the women's. Oh, right, so you, you did that at the same time? There, there was an overlap for two or three years, but mm. I also had a, I had a child very young at the age of 19, and it was, um, so Marcus, and obviously what was happening is that with coaching and playing, like your weekends are gone, Saturday playing, Sunday obviously managing and before you know it you weren't spending any time with family and stuff so I think um, we made that conscious decision to well I was never going to make it as a footballer so see what happened as a manager <laughs> oh yeah I, I mean how how did I mean at that point obviously the women's football wasn't as big as it is now uh, and uh, uh, fights finally getting the recognition it deserves and obviously the the, the coverage but I mean did, did did you apply for the job did you see it advertised how how did it come about no, um, to be honest, I just sort of stumbled into it. I think um, it was around about seven, eight years ago where I took over Leicester City Reserves. My sister played, she went through the Centre of Excellence, it was called then. And I think when she just turned 16, um, nobody wanted anything to do with Leicester City women's. And um, the previous regime, sort of, they just disappeared. And basically, it was literally folding. Um, and my, my dad, being my dad, obviously, he... He was obviously a very keen sponsor of the, the women's setup back then, um, predominantly because my sister was playing. Yeah. Um, so okay. it sort of just was handed to him by default, really. It was no one else really stepped forward, no one else showed interest, and he took over. Um, and he just asked me for some help originally. Um, originally, I was actually the reserve team manager, and right. he had no one that could like take them. So I just, I mean, I used to joke around with my mates, like living my football manager dream <laughs> as a young <laughs> kid, as a young sort of adult, to be honest. And, yeah. And um, it just went from strength to strength and you get the bug for it. And like I saw all the work my dad was putting in and then mm. obviously my sister was playing and my other sister, Jay, came on board as well. And it became just a very much a family-run business. And we, when we took over the club, it was in significant debt from the previous regime. And we turned that debt into profit within a couple mm. of years. And that's obviously very difficult back then when there was literally yeah. no investment into the women's game. Yeah. Um, and we grew the club from, I think, literally one and a half teams, around about 20 people were at the club, to to now. We, we Well, by the time that Leicester took over, by the time Leicester obviously brought it off, is we had we had over 200 girls. Wow, wow. I mean, we've, like you say, we've all been there. We've all lived that dream. When we've, when you've got kids, you know, you, you, I mean, I went along, I used to help coach my, my kids too. When, when I say I helped coach, it was, yes, very, uh, <laughs> very basic. But I did sort of the FA part one, which was like what I used to call the enthusiastic dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> level and, yeah. Uh, but yeah the, the 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 main manager used to step down for the last two games and let myself and another coach sort of do it and we all turned into back you know for that for that 90 odd minutes or 60 minutes however long we played we were we were brian clough yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it was like you say it was very much a family affair um mm. and, and you actually own the club yeah, so uh, myself and my dad, um, we we saw the bigger picture of the women's sport. Um, and we took a gamble and we just incorporated it. Leicester City Women's Football Club, um, it was yeah. called. Um, we both became owners. Uh, my sister became like the general manager, Jade. And obviously Holly was still playing as captain. Yeah. Um, but Holly then helped support the youth setup, and she became very heavily involved in running the youth as well, um, which obviously was a big, big reason why the youth are where they are today. 
so that was something that we we're, were really proud of and it was a family run business we we weren't ashamed to like we had a lot of i can say enemies over the years people who didn't really think i think people didn't really see the work we were doing behind the scenes and, yeah. and how hard we were working but i think obviously naturally when something gets good people then start to think they can do it better and but we had it and we i think like i say within within a five-year period we got three promotions and to the wsl so yeah. we we obviously made the right decisions and made the right choices from a business point of view to get us there and, and where about we, at this point were you sort of training and playing everywhere and anywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, nothing like it was nothing like today um like i said before leicester came on board we were jumping from facility to facility just like any other grassroots club like if it rained you can't train because pitches were flooded and games were getting postponed everybody's like trying to to get their um their hours and their slots on 3g and 4g facilities which is obviously not many of them across the county so um, I mean, when I first started, it was in a car park, literally. Girls were training in trainers in a car park. With, yeah. Do you remember, like, the old the old school orange lights at night time? <laughs> Where, yeah. Yeah, yes, so, yeah, yes, like, yeah. Um, so we're literally using that as our floodlights back in the day. So it, it, it's great, though, because it's humbling. It's it's an experience where I've been – I think I'm very fortunate. I think I'm one of the – I think one, if not only the only coach right now in the women's game that's been through all the mm. all the levels, I think, to get from – amateur grassroots to semi-pro to elite level and yeah. i think for me it, it definitely made me a better coach because i didn't become one of the the coaches that are the and expects everything which i don't think you should do in the women's game just no. yet because it's still growing and you've got to work hard to get the success still there mm. um and i think i think from that point of view we've, we've been very proud as a family and i think you got dubbed the morgan dynasty at one point which was <laughs> something we're proud of and it's just nice to know that we've done something for so many girls in and around Leicester and Leicestershire. It's great to think that probably without you and your family, and as I said when we chatted before we went live, you know, maybe should have called it Morgan United. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not a bad name to be associated with with Leicester, is it, Morgan? <laughs> no, yeah, it's obviously there's something with the, the name Morgan that does great things for for the club. So yeah. obviously you got Wes Morgan as the men's captain at the back in the day, and yeah. obviously as is the Morgans and seems to be obviously success that's synonymous with the name but yeah. i think obviously we're very proud of that and like you say it's not it's definitely we've had it with trials and tribulations and we've had our problems and our issues and we've had to go through a lot of a lot of issues and sometimes some of the issues from a family point of view we weren't sure where they were coming from or what were people's agendas as well and yeah if we if we look back i could happily say that there's probably some I don't know, maybe some discrimination over the years as well, which which happens. But yeah. do you know what? It made us stronger. And yeah. now we look at the the team and obviously Jade and my Jade, my sister's still the general manager at Leicester City. My dad Rohan still on still a very key member of the women's board at Leicester City. And it, it shows you that for us it was more than just us as a family. It was the fact that we really believed in developing the women's game. Was the two women's teams, was, was the Leicester City ladies? Yes. Or, or, yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, they they were nothing to do with you though. No, um, I think obviously Les City Ladies were just another local team. So when I first started, we were both. I think we were both at the same level. We were both grassroots. Um, like they were just another another, in my opinion, another great setup that obviously worked tremendously hard mm. to to do what they do right now as well, and they do so much for local young girls too. So 
Um, it's nice that there was this. Well, back then it was really used to as the main two teams, and probably with Obi and Wigston as well as as teams that as teams that really had real good development for youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really nice now to see that that as teams we've pioneered so many other other teams to be able to follow in our path. And now you see there's so many um, girls setups across the county. I, 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 <clears throat> excuse me. I know because I, I actually have. I've moved all around. Now. I left Leicester when I was 21, uh, which was many, many, many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I've moved all around. I've kind of settled down now on, on uh, just outside Bournemouth on the south coast. Um, but, you know, I, I actually, my local team, if you like, and I'm, I'm a big, obviously, Leicester fan, as you can probably see. Yeah. But, um, the clues yeah. are there. It's when they have a delivery and they look and they go, oh, you support Leicester then. Like, yeah. No. You know? No. Just collect um, it for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like the colour, you know. But, yeah, I mean, you know, my local team's Paul Town. Mm. And I, could, I couldn't go and watch Bournemouth because, to me, it was like having an affair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My team, but <laughs> Paul, where they were, and I was just cut out of if you know, you know, heard of uh, Charlie Austin, obviously. When yeah, we good, he was like he's in his last season, and it was it was such a different atmosphere, you know. It's this ground because we they hadn't got a proper ground, so they're on a school playing field with a they built a bit of a stand and what have you. They, they won the title for three years and couldn't get promoted, yeah. But we stood behind the goal, and the chairman and the owner be stood next to you. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, and and so I used to. I don't. I don't go anymore because obviously now you know I, I'm sort of doing all this with Leicester, so it takes the the time up. But it's just a great feeling at that level, isn't it? it it's something. It's what football should be ab- ab- about. Yeah, I think one of the things that is really important at the at the lower levels and something that we captured very much so on the women's side going through the leagues is you've got to capture that sense of community and. Yeah. For me, the biggest way of capturing that community is by the leaders of the team and the leaders of the club being very much apparent and available to be seen and showing that they're prepared to get in and down and dirty with, with for the club and get in and amongst the fans. And I think that way people see it as more of a, like, you're one of us rather than, ah, you're just here to run a club and you don't care about anyone else. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, then then along came, you know, you, you saw the, the, the sort of, Obviously, the owners coming in, you know, Ankh um, Vichai and Top, rest in peace, Vichai. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the surname, but you saw them come in, buy out the Leicester team, what have you. And how did then the takeover of the Leicester City women's happen? Um, to be fair, like, it was something that, like, we we were very much independent as a family in this Leicester mm-hmm. City women's in. But we always knew that we were, we were never going to... If we went to Super League, we would have just bankrupted ourselves. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. That was our ceiling. Um, yeah. Myself and my dad, we we put a lot of investment in it from our business. Um, mm. we, have a, we have a development, like a land agency company called Spring Rock, which, right. which put a lot of money into it for the championship. But yeah. at the same time, obviously, you've got a family and you've got kids and grandkids. It couldn't all yeah. go there. And yeah. the... Unfortunately, the women's game wasn't moving fast enough for us, if that makes sense, to like yeah. to really build on investment. So we we'd spoken to Leicester a number of times, especially around the promotion to the championship. And there was a number of conversations that myself and my dad had with the likes of Susan Whelan to just mm. get them on board at some point. And basically, then it was just then it just became a matter of time rather. It wasn't like an if; it was just a matter of when. And we just made sure we did it in the right way to make sure that when the when the transfer happened, it was done at the, at the right time for everybody. Yeah. Yes. 
and, and I mean, obviously, then it all changed, and uh, you sort you got Beaver Drive. Um, you, you also now they, they play you know the, the KP, and mm. it, it's on the telly, which is great to, to sort of see. And, and Sky have come on board, but I mean that season, and, and I, was, I was sort of looking at it, and um, and I, I did make some notes, believe it. Or not. I mean that season when you when you got promoted, you only lost two games all season. I mean, yeah. that was be- that was better than Leicester when they won the Premier League. They yeah. they lost three. You know, yeah. you, you scored fifty four goals. You only let sixteen in fifty mm. points, and of course, at the end of it, you were manager of the season. Yeah, I mean it, that must. I can remember when we when you know that's it when we won the Premiership. It was a we when when the you know the the, the lads team won the Premier. It's great, a great feeling that when we got promotion, and uh, I mean you must have loved that season. Yeah, I mean, it was a different year because of COVID and that took obviously yeah. precedent over everything. And obviously it was a shame that we couldn't capitalise on the momentum we had in front of the fans and things like that. Mm. Um, I mean, COVID brought a lot of challenges. And if I'm honest, if I went whilst we won and that was just through sheer grit and determination with promises of setup, the staff and the players, yeah. like, I wouldn't have chosen to to transition to full-time during a, during a pandemic ever again. No, because it just brought up challenges that like we were transitioning to full-time and then challenges that has challenges in itself. And then mm. the pandemic on top of it just made it a lot harder and keeping everyone happy and keeping everyone mentally sane was a very difficult challenge for myself yeah. as a manager. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think in all honesty, that took more, more of my time than even the coaching because I had like a responsibility to the players who had moved to Leicester, who couldn't go back and see family, that oh, yeah. they, they could like rely on someone to talk to and things like that. So um so from that point of view, it, it was a, a really surreal year. Um mm. but from obviously the football side, obviously like I'm not gonna say it was all rosy behind the scenes because when you're looking to win a league, it never is. You, you no. some people are happy, some people are upset, some people want to yeah. get in on the action to not everyone gets to play and stuff. Had yeah. to upset had to upset a lot of girls over the years because you have to be have to be really honest to them if you when you're in the championship battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a very, very proud moment for everybody involved. And I think that what people forget as well is that we set a, a championship record. We're the only team with we've won the most games in a row. We had twelve wins on the bounce. Yeah, yeah. Um so we took over Man U's record of that and we did that with a far less budget than Manchester United as well. So that's something that we'll be proud of as well. But it, it never seems to get mentioned that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, they never do, does it? We, no. You know, this is Leicester, not you know, not Man yeah, United. Exactly. Uh, just say a quick hello to um, Anthony. Um, he is an Arsenal fan, but apart from that, he is nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, Arsenal women. Yeah, we, we won't we won't talk about them. or Chelsea for that matter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was looking at the teams that were in the league at that time. I mean, you know, you you and yeah, you know, at the moment, you know, we've we've seen just recently a couple of sort of not so good results for the women. But you know, you beat and I love you for this. If I love you for nothing else, it's the fact that you beat Coventry United nine <laughs> one. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, w- I was there when we and I watched us beat live. I was at the ground at, at St Mary's when we when the when the boys team beat Southampton nine nil. But the yeah. fact that it's Coventry, big up to you. <laughs> yeah, local derby. I think. Uh, do you know what the girls were just really up for the game and everything? It was like without bringing back to it, it's a little bit like our Chelsea against Leicester a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Everything went in and we were ruthless. We were clinical. 
everything that we everything that we worked on worked basically and, yes uh, yeah and yeah. for us it was a real big statement in the league i think that's when the girls started to prove well i think we are cut above the rest of this level and mm. we obviously continued pushing and obviously the rest is history yes yeah and just to um just to show i'll just bring bring this up here just to show you there <laughs> with the uh with the trophy looking very yeah. very proud um <laughs> it looks you sure that's not the europa league trophy it looks a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very similar shape isn't it <laughs> it is it is mm. can't you just you know slip it in and say like oh this is the europa league one <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody i won't tell if you won't you know no, yeah but, I'll, uh, I'll tell my next employers that i won the europa league over there <laughs> exactly, exactly i'll back yeah. you up i'll back you up <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, when I say with the takeover going through and the win, and the winning that the, the Conference League, there was big changes going on at the club. Mm. And was that hard to handle as well? Um, not really. I think like I think what it is is it you just go into you have to go into a different mindset. It's all about adapting. Um, mm. Obviously, we went back. We we started to go into the corporate world of football, whereas forever, forever for us it was just a family world and. Everyone that knew us knew it was a very much a community, well-being and self-driven type environment for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, like if, I don't think COVID helped that transition because yeah. people weren't at work, you couldn't see people face to face, things like that. So you couldn't really build rapport. So you didn't really get the opportunity to like create relationships with people internally at the club, um, yeah. which obviously would have made a big difference, I think, if it was like a normal day from that point of view. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, like you just go in and you just go in and I just from a coaching football point of view, it's exactly what I kept doing before. Stuck to my philosophy, stuck to my ways and uh, did what I thought was right and mm. what I believed in from a football coaching point of view. And and like you said, but obviously very, very disappointed that I didn't get the chance to see out this season because if I'm honest, I think we would still be in the same situation we are now. I don't think there's yeah. I don't think much would have changed from that point of view. I just don't, I just think that we I I got I had I got all the, the the job of the WSL really getting the girls transitioned to be a WSL team and then yeah. not not getting the the uh, the fortunate run of games that yeah. happened like playing like the Birmingham and stuff that I think the points there would have been the same for me from that point yeah. of view so but that's the ruthless side of football isn't it and. Fortunately, yes. Unfortunately, it is. You know, like you say. I mean, it, in football, it happens. I mean. I suppose it's never nice being told, but we're, we're, I've always wondered this, and, I, and I'm sorry for asking this, but as you brought it it's up, good. yeah, when, when, how nice is it? I mean, how nice are they when, when, when you know, a football club says thank you very much, you know, we want you know somebody new in. I mean, it's never going to be nice, but do you, yeah. did you kind of get the feeling it was going to happen? Did you when you got that yeah. call saying come yeah. and see us? You sort of like to be honest, like you know from quite a while in, in advance. Like you mm. just you, you just you just get the feeling and like like everyone says it, don't they? Like managers always say they sort of see it coming. So, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, everything was amicable and respectful, and like the reality is, Leicester were the ones paying the wages, and they have every single right to go in a different direction. They see fit yeah. to get the best value for their money. Um, naturally, like I said, we had a very very open and honest conversation, which obviously remains like private between the of two course. parties, but. Yeah, but okay. um, it was a very fair conversation between both yeah. sides, and nothing was left in terms of like in a negative way or a nasty yeah. way or a, or a sad way, if that makes sense. No, it was just no, no, no. just well, that's good. Disappointing. I mean, yeah. 
that's good. I mean, mm. you know, you always look at these things. Oh, they all look nice on the telly, and you wonder whether they're <laughs> behind, behind, behind the scenes. I won't ask yeah. you. I won't ask you to, to comment on that. Yes. But yes, I mean, mm. you, you'd be. I mean, you, you had taken the club up, and I'd mm. say that fantastic season. You've been manager of the season, and then it's a big step up. I mean, they say it's a big step up from. Yeah. You know the championship to the Premier League, mm-hmm. but when I look at how, you know Leicester's results, and you know I think like you say whoever had been in charge, I think the gulf just seems absolutely massive. It was huge. Like in all honesty, I think that was the that was the downside of it. No, obviously no one in the in the setup had WSL experience, which yeah. was the thing to like to sort of say, look, this is the jump. I think if I if I got back in that situation again. As horrible as this sounds, you, you wouldn't be as loyal to as many people yeah. Um, yeah. for the next level. I think I think my my sort of kindness and like and, and my fondness of people got the better of me from that point of view. And obviously, you want to keep a core of people because you want to keep the same. You want to, you want to sort of build on what you've done. Yeah. But I think the the harsh reality is on the men's side. Even like you said, the championship, the Premier is a big jump. But you've still got you're still going up in it with a squad who've got like people who've been professional for ten. 10 years yeah whereas in the women's side at the minute when you go up for the first time like I say my girls only had what half a year three quarters of a year max professional yeah and you then you also you're playing against girls who have been pros for 10 years and stuff like you don't make that gap up it's impossible yeah. it's as simple yeah. as that so yeah. i think that was obviously a learning curve for me like because it will happen for me again i will i will get another club and i will do the same thing again and that's that's what i'm gonna do so yeah but I think but it, you've it, learned by what, yeah. like you say, you know, I mean, I, I can see totally what you mean. I mean, you know, at that level, mm. and like I say, the lower leagues, I mean, as I, say, I see it, you know, uh, Paul, you, you know, you, you've come up as, as almost like a family, if you like. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, not, not, <laughs> I don't mean the fact that there's, you know, your sister and everybody. Yeah, involved, no, I mean, like the club, yeah. Yeah, the club, it, it felt like a family mm. to you and you've yeah. been running it, owning it. And then suddenly... You know, it's like it's like a little corner shop being taken over by you know a Tesco or a Morrison. Yeah. You know, it, well, you want to be loyal, but like you say, you know, it's difficult sometimes because you know maybe you should be doing something else. Yeah, and and like you say, like my relationships with the players, like I like to think they were very positive, and obviously that that doesn't necessarily help you because that mm. makes things harder. And but I think, like you said, like 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 alluded to earlier, up until the day I got. Up until the day, obviously, it got released by Leicester. Like, yeah. whilst all the statistics were showing that we were getting much more competitive and going in the right way, which was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I basically my whole time in the WSL was trying to transition girls to be professional WSL players. And I think if I if I go back in that time, I would have got much more recognised players, established players, rather than giving the girls the opportunity because fundamentally, that was a demise of the team. And and again, like I say whilst I'm proud that I did get them to be competitive and I think by the time my last game my last couple of games we were we were actually the better teams playing we just couldn't get the look of the green yeah and um, I knew that I, I, I said to Leicester I said like, I guarantee you January will be will be the month where everything comes comes together for us and it did um yeah. so I think but I think the problem was I didn't give myself any time because I had to transition girls and that's obviously something that again you learn from and you you, yeah. you won't make those mistakes twice will you no, no, we would you would hope not. Uh, although I don't yeah. know, we look at some of the managers in the men's game. You, yeah. you often ask yourself, you know, you, you haven't <laughs> changed, you haven't learned anything. Uh, good evening to, to Rennie. Thanks a lot for popping in, Rennie. How are you? Um, and I mean, 
is is there a big sort of I say the money gap between the championship and the Premier League? Mm. Is is there that sort of? I mean, I know obviously you know women's football still starting out, but is there a big gap financially? Yeah, I think so. I think mm. I think when you look at the top four, for example, like the Man U, Man Cities, the Chelsea's, and the Arsenal's, and the women's side, it's they mm. are in a different league from a financial point of view. It's so evident. Yeah. It's from a player recruitment point of view, they can go and spend and get the best. If that makes sense. Yeah. Obviously. And rightly so, with Leicester City, they're not going to go and give us a, a top three budget when we first come up and stuff like that. And no. those things take time. But again, it's it's whether the, I think for a lot of clubs, and I, I must admit, I have to I, I, I will exclude Leicester from this, but I, think, I still think there's a lot of clubs in the WSL that are just given just enough to 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 get by, yeah, and not really meaning it. Whereas at least with Leicester, they're showing that they're putting their money where their mouth is in different ways and. We're, we're they're trying to build it in a way where it's a little bit more sustainable, which I think is brilliant. So, yeah. Um, but I think the problem is, I think a lot of clubs are just happy to be there, but not to compete. So, I think that's the problem at the minute. I was just trying to work out then because uh, it's obviously a twenty-two game league. Yeah. Um, and I was just trying to work out whether Birmingham could actually catch us or not. <laughs> uh, I think I think they can, unfortunately, but they'd have to win all four, and we'd have to lose, lose all, all of four. ours. Yeah, but I, which I can't see happening looking no. at the season that Birmingham mm. have had. Yeah, I mean this time. I mean, do Leicester? Because I'm just looking at them there. Do they have a, a playoff or something? Because I just thought it was one that went down. I'm just looking at the lines on Sky, and they've got Leicester under a line as well. Um, as far as that, it's just the one. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. So, I, thought. I don't think so at all. Yeah. I think one one comes up, one goes down. So yeah, that might yeah. just be Sky might just got one wrong. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'll let <laughs> them know next time. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's Leicester. You see, again, it's yeah. one of their favorite favorite teams. I'm sure they wouldn't have done that. I didn't <laughs> yeah. say that. I didn't really say that. <laughs> I mean, it is all about staying up this season, isn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, that, 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 that must exactly have been the goal. Was. Must have been. To finish 11th and anything after that would be a bonus. Yeah, I think it's just staying up and consolidating. I think it's just two years worth of staying up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really like, then you get to year three and then, you, then you've adjusted, then you've acclimatised to that level, then you know what yeah. it's all about. So I, I'll assume it'll be the same for next season as well. Yeah. And, I mean, women's football in general. I mean, mm-hmm. funnily enough, the Lionesses are playing tonight, England Lionesses are playing Macedonia. If you're watching, Brad, he's one of my one of my co-presenters on here, and he's a a big fan of North Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit Italy. Let me let me rephrase that. So he was a drunken fan of North Macedonia <laughs> in the Euros. Yeah, um, it, it it has come a long way, um, and it, it's nice to see uh, on that. Um, and and do you, you know? Do you think it can? It was going to go from strength to strength. Yeah, of course. Like I think mm. when you've got teams like like Leicester City, for example, doing what they're doing, and mm. the reality is, at some point, people will follow yeah. the leaders in the leads. And I think it will go from strength to strength. I think obviously Sky is obviously great because it gives it more coverage. And it's not it's not for the current set of fans that anyone's bothered about because we know we've got those current set of fans. We know that we've got our fan base. It's, it yeah. allows the coverage for people who don't really think about the women's game who. Who like on a Sunday six thirty when there's no there's no normal there's no men's football on then all of a sudden there's a women's yeah. game on and you think oh might as well watch that for a bit because it just gets in just generic football fans too and yeah, yeah. people with an open mind and I people was asking me about it and I have a lot of friends who say like what are your thoughts on the game they ask me and I said well look if you want to compare 
them to men's, you you're gonna you get it's like you're comparing apples and oranges. I said, it's simple as that. Yeah. So oranges taste one way, apples taste another way. And I said, you need to like look at look at the women's game for what it is and what its pros are and the mm. qualities it has. And that's what I said. So and when you can break down that mental barrier, I think that's the nicest way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think then you will start to appreciate that it's actually a very good game with some very very strong individuals in there and some very very talented individuals in there. So I I, I can remember before uh, it was before what. It was PS pre Southgate the England team, and yeah. we weren't doing that well. Mm. Uh, and I remember watching an England game, and obviously that was very much in its infancy in in those days. And I watched it, and I thought, bloody hell, it's better than the men's. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's... and the and the officials. Tell you what, there's no there's no hassle, no stick, no arguing. No VAR either. But, yeah. you know, but... I think that I think I think the argument the officials are changing a little bit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, I guess it would. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's more down to the fact that there's more pressure now in the women's game. So official decisions are now starting to mean more. Whereas in the past it was just about winning or losing. Whereas mm. now it's about do you keep your jobs? Do you keep a player? Do you need to get rid of a player? Do you get rid of a manager? So that that yeah. pressure is coming into the game naturally with with more money and more coverage. And I noticed as well, I mean, you know, to say that Leicester are a team, like you said, 11th in, in the top flight, I think there was, yeah, I'm just looking at it now, eight eight foxes called up for women's internationals. So yeah. the future does, the future looks bright. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, for as long as I can remember, so I, we've, like, and I'm glad that it's continuing because I put in a very, very strong platform and a very, very strong foundation for the youth. And I think that, like, we, we actually, so three years ago or four years ago i think no, i think it was four years ago i had completely um, separated our youth setup from the fa pathways because right. because i felt that those pathways weren't producing players and in all honesty i thought i felt the pathways were very very uh, biased to certain types mm. of players as well and um, there was there was definitely a socio-economic issue yeah. within the pathway as well and we created our own youth setup which allowed more more inner city players to come come forward um people we, we knocked down the socio-economic background and barriers to allow yeah. more players to play and so then we weren't we weren't then technically a registered youth setup by mm-hmm. the fa and we were just seen as like a typical like even up to even up to this year in wsl we're not seen as a registered youth setup we're actually seen as a grassroots setup even though right. we're in wsl because we don't actually have the fa affiliation in terms right. of that sort of in as you're seeing, like we're producing more England guys than ever before. Yes. So yeah. for me, it's got you've got to ask the question, like, are those pathways working to the true potential or are we mm. limiting the pathways? And and um, I'm very proud that I've, I've got a lot of stick for it, like a lot of stick, if that makes sense, to go in a different direction. Yeah. But yet yeah, I think we're we're the only non well, not so much now because I think I've done the same thing, but for about two years we were the only non affiliated with FA Pathway that they were still picking young lionesses from. Oh, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, anybody that's watching this and anybody, who, you know, is is following the women, and I know the support's getting bigger and bigger. I see that in the Facebook groups and, and everything. And it, I've got to say, you know, you, the thanks have got to be down to yourself and, and, and your family for where, you know, you took the club from yeah. and where they wouldn't be where they are now if it wasn't for you. And I think, you know, for that, you know, as, as Leicester fans, we know, we, we, we thank you. But uh, 
what, what, just finally, what does the future hold for uh, Jonathan Morgan on the football side? Um, to be honest, at the minute, I don't really know. So, I, I like just being honest, like when I left Leicester, I had a real sort of long, hard look at myself in the sense that, like, yes, confidence was knocked a little bit because yeah. and there was a little bit of disappointment because obviously I felt I, I would have kept them up and things like that. But then I, then I started to look at myself on the personal side. In, I said, I've got a young son, I've got a second child on the way. And, and I actually started well, to realise that. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. But I went to. I believe it was the Thursday I got released and then I went to watch my son play rugby on the Sunday. And then me and him were talking, obviously part of this was because of COVID as well, but it was over three years since I was able to watch him play a match wow. because all my matches basically clashed with his rugby games. And, yes. uh, and I took it, and to be fair, that was, I'm really happy that glad it happened because it took away all the disappointment um, mm. of leaving Leicester because I thought, bloody hell, like you come out of the bubble and there's more to life and uh, I spoke yeah. to him and now me and my son, we do things like scuba diving together. We go, yeah. we just do so much more stuff together. Do you know what I mean? Like we go to the yeah. gym together. Like obviously, you I, suddenly, and I, I, I totally get where you're coming from, but you suddenly remember, oh, I've got a son. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, you just remember there's more to you. Like, like even my yeah. friends, I spoke to my friends and they were like, like Morgs, obviously they all call me Morgs is my nickname. And they're like, do you know what? Like I, I used to be like, I have to go to miss birthday parties and nights out because yeah. I would say, so like, let's say it was my friend's birthday on a Saturday. I said, I can't come because I've got a game on a Sunday. Or we could be yeah. traveling, or I'm not going to come because I have a couple of drinks and I won't feel good for the day and things like that. So yeah. you realize that actually you sacrifice a lot for football. And that was really nice. So, and again, that was a learning curve that was I wanted as well. So when I do have, because I will come back into football, that's 100%. Like yeah. when, but it will, it will allow me to be much more balanced this time around and yeah. think about everything. So, I mean, I've gone back into my land because I don't know if people know, but like I said, I've hit my land, in, my, my land business quite heavy since I've gone, which is obviously nice to have something to fall back on. But yeah, there, there are a few things in the fire. I had an offer over in California, which I declined because it, it was just a one year offer, which every part of me wanted give, give to Give them yes. my number. Give them my yeah. number. <laughs> no, right. I, it, it's, it's hard when you've got the family, isn't yeah. it? Because again, you know, you're, it's not like you're just going down the road and you can come back. It's, exactly. It, yeah. Like, I mean, the reality is in the women's game, I'm like Leicester was obviously a perfect thing for me. I'm, I'm, I'm born and yeah. bred in Leicester, I live in Leicester. Like I'm from bloody Glen Parver. <laughs> like, mm. as, as a lad, do you know what I mean? So yeah. like going to Beaver Drive was like two minutes down the road for me. Going to King Power was five minutes down the road. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only other thing that probably think, oh, like the next opportunity, I'm going to have to travel. <laughs> and yeah. It's uh, things like that. But, but what not, are we not looking as far for? as California, though. No, yeah. Like I, said, I spoke to my partner, Faye, and I was like, every part of me wanted to go to it, but we both agreed that one year is just not enough to get up and travel yeah. to the country. But but what I can say to you, like, I've, I've spoken to a few teams, and there's one team that I've had very good conversations with. And for me, it's not about it's not about the league, it's not about the level, it's about the project in the women's yeah. game. Like, the reality is, like, I'm not going to get a WSL job at this moment in time because I didn't get a chance to prove myself in WSL, which is just the way yeah. it goes. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to jump into a championship team that have been there forever and show no ambition because there's a yeah. lot of women's team, in my opinion, that still do that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a team that want to invest in the women's game and that want to have a coach such as myself who's quite like ambitious. And mm-hmm. I, I do think I'm quite like a pioneer for the women's game because yeah. of what I've done. So yeah. uh, I think that... That, that who find will both be very lucky for each other because that means for me they will have ticked my boxes to to show 
true ambition in that they want to go forward. And for them, I think I, I don't mind saying, but I think I'm a very good coach and that I've done very well from scratch. <laughs> you, so. Look at your history. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, All the promotions, exactly. you know, it yeah. speaks for itself. And and I know I know it probably would suit you sort of journey wise, but. Please, if you offer the Coventry position, please think about it. I know there's a lot of people, it's Forest and Derby, but yeah. for me, it's Coventry, men, no. women, whatever, you know. Like, like yeah. I say, like it was going to be, another, it's going to get me, because like I said, I do Milan stuff and that's that's very good for me. So, yeah. so if, it's, yeah. if I'm going to go into another club, it's got to be someone or something that is a club that shows true ambition and true and have true backing. That's the most yes. important part. Yeah. So yeah, it's got to really excite you as a project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and like I said, like I, I, my friends have been asking me and other people and goes like, what are you going to look? I said, like, I'll be honest with you. Like I don't mind whether they're in the championship, the Northern Prem, bloody Midlands division one again. Like I said, as long as that club will show me a, a process of that, they're going to invest and back. Like, because the reality is, if you get at the right club that can back it, you can get you can get back to back promotions overnight, mm. and that and that's still the way the women's game is. So you just yes, gotta find yeah. that club. Yeah, no, no, no. I appreciate that. Well, like I say, on behalf of Leicester fans everywhere, um, yeah. men and women, thank you so much for everything you did for the club of getting it where you did and and getting this into that that top league. And it was a, unfortunate you couldn't see that through, but like you're saying, that's football, I guess these days, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, definitely. You know? But and and whatever you do, as long as it's not Coventry, I can't wish yeah. you lucky Coventry. But anyway, whatever you do, <laughs> no. I wish you all the best. And yeah. um, thank you for everything you've done, and thank you for coming on. Uh, no, on thanks tonight. for having me. And um, yeah, really enjoyed it, sir. But thanks for that, mate. And yeah. uh, have, have a good evening. And uh, and yeah. you as well. You as well. Thank you very much. Take care, and all the best to your family. No, it's you too. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ah, thanks very much to Jonathan. There, it, it's it's quite. I mean, I didn't realise when I start. I mean, I I, I do because. I have a, a gentleman who, uh, who who posts a lot of things um, for me and into the Facebook group. And I've got to be honest with you, I do. That was sort of kind of the extent of my knowledge of the women's game. But looking in today uh, at the history for this show, I mean, and what a nice what a nice gentleman he was, Jonathan. There, he did, and his family did so much for for the club, and it was a shame that he had to go um just as it was so when, when Claudio had to go you know we were bottom of the league but you know um you know if we can stay up and we can build on it he, uh, like with Nigel Pearson a lot of credit has got to go to him and like I can say on behalf of Leicester fans everywhere you know thank you very much to Jonathan um and I'll say thank you very much to you too for listening and watching if you are watching on YouTube please please give us a subscribe it is very much appreciated and if you are listening on your favorite um podcast platform less little I die thank you very much for listening that's just going from strength to strength catch me at nine o'clock on turf Morehouse TV we'll be popping over there to do the prediction show um and will I predict a Burnley win Mm. <laughs> There's another game that's a little bit Burnley Norwich or Manchester City Liverpool. Yeah, I think I know. <laughs> Joking, Dan. I'll see you at nine. And we are going to be back tomorrow at six o'clock with the Crystal Palace review. We'll be looking at the uh, Crystal Palace game. So thanks very much, guys. Have a good night. Here's to the Leicester win as well. If I don't see you, and remember, stay safe and whatever you do, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy kind of leaves it open. 
<laughs> Thanks so much. Good night. Take care. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.